Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action helping others and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, welcome back. We got a great show for you guys today. It's a, it's a top a topic that actually somebody recently requested in Premier Coaching. It's one of these tactical and practical things that we talk about occasionally where when Julie and I are putting the call together, the show together, or writing the content, in this case we're writing this for a book, we always think to ourselves, oh my gosh, is this going to be one of those things that doesn't have enough appeal to enough people? You know, Sometimes we'll just do things that are a little bit not in our real house. We'll talk about losing weight. We'll talk about healthy nutrition. We'll talk about you know, ketones, we'll talk about uh, cutting out carbs, we'll talk about exercise, we'll talk about all these different things. And, uh, you know, we're not, it's not necessarily our thing, but then we start talking about it, and the feedback we get from all of our listeners is they want more of it. And this is one of those types of topics that's very tactical and practical. So the topic of today's call, it show, is learn how to master the art of the handshake. And I think you're going to be surprised by Julie's point number three. And this is content that's going to our new book, the new book, which is coming out this time next year. But before we get to point number one, um, I want to remind all of you that we do have available seats left for the Harris VIP Mastermind that's taking place the end of July here in Austin, actually just a little bit north of Austin in our lovely fair city of Georgetown, Texas. So if, if uh, here I'm going to throw out some text in here, y'all would like to come. Um, I think we have sponsors for the event now, so we do have available seats. Uh, if you're interested, if you want to fast track to getting tickets, because I don't think we've announced these available new seats on the website, you can email me directly, Tim at timandjulieharris.com, or you go to harrisvipmastermind.com, harrisvipmastermind.com. So the event did sell out, and I, because we have three new sponsors, we're going to be increasing the availability of seats. It's going to be a fantastic event. We're really looking forward to it. It's kind of been one of those things that Julie and I already um, you know, it's two months away, but we, we're very excited about the content. We've gone to so many. We've hosted, participated in, and been the, uh, been the audience of, I don't even know how many real estate events. So we kind of know how to do a really great one to make it a really stellar experience. We kind of know what, frankly, what terrible events are like. And we're going to make this one of the best events you've ever attended. This is a true mastermind. We're going to be focusing on solving probably two or three problems problems that you indicate to us, we kind of already know what they are, but problems you indicate to us are the biggest things that are slowing down your business. Things like, you know, consistent lead generation, in other words, building your lead generation wheel. Things like, essentially, this is actually one of our favorite topics, which is the definition of rich. Rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. And we're going to help all of you create your very clear path uh, to generating, to essentially creating that um, cash flow from rental properties in our scenario and our suggestion so that you can, in essence, be rich where your cash flow comes in. A lot of people think you have to, you know, they make it too complicated, to be honest with you. And I always read these crazy investment theories about buying multifamilies and buying, you know, properties in marginal areas and buying properties where you're going to have, you know, government subsidized rent and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm not saying there's not merit to all those, but I'm telling you guys, for the most part, those, a lot of the things that you read conventionally are some of the worst ways to go about being a landlord because you're buying some of, you'll get maybe 15% return on investment, cash on cash, but at the end of the day, you know, you're going to be constantly worrying about the 
property and the tenancy. And those, and those properties, by the way, rarely appreciate. So in any event, that's another topic I know all of you guys want to hear about. And the other topic, which I'm really thrilled to see so many of you focused on, is how to think big. Every time Julie and I talk about a topic, or talk about something is in the world of thinking bigger. You know, upgrading everything is one of our favorite things, or just the different topics that help you to really start realizing that all of us have this propensity to put ourselves in these, what Julie and I call golden cages, right? We have our nice little world, we have a nice group of friends, and we have our nice homes, and everything's predictable. And hopefully, you know, you're appreciating the fact that we live in probably the best country in the history of humanity. and we don't have to worry about safety and security. We don't have to worry about food, water, electric, and air. I don't know if you've ever traveled outside the United States, let alone to a second or third world country, but you really come back to the United States when you do, appreciating all that we have. So for the most part, we all live in our golden cages, but what would it mean for you to actually be willing to open the door to the golden cage and see what else is out there? And that is another one of the topics we really love talking about. So these are the types of things that we're going to be focusing on um, at the Mastermind. So if you're interested in attending, go to harrisvipmastermind.com and grab a ticket. Okay, one more announcement. Uh, we are officially, and I know a lot of you guys have already done this, are starting the Harris Certified Coach um, Affiliate Program. That is going to start in, I believe, next week, Julie. I think that's what we plan. And that is going to be yep. a small group uh, program that's run by Julie and I. Only, uh, I think we have three spots left. Maybe we have no spots left. I actually haven't checked before I'm talking about this, so you'd have to find out. Just go to Harris, um, I'm sorry, go to harriscertifiedcoach.com. Or again, as always, just email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com, and I'll point you in the right direction. Uh, but this is the coaching program. This is the training program where we're going to literally show you how to be a coach, how to um, you know, do the coaching, how to do all aspects of owning a coaching business. This is one of those pet projects that Julie and I have been working on and off on for like two years. It's something we're really excited about. So we are going to run this program ourselves. Um, if you're interested in participating, just go to harriscertifiedcoach.com, harriscertifiedcoach.com, or like I said, just email me directly. All right, so learn how to master the art of, hand, of the handshake, and you may be surprised by point number three. Julie, point number three better be a good one. Do you have anybody else you'd like to acknowledge or uh, give praise to I before do, we jump in? I do, actually. Yes, I have two fantastic shout-outs from our private Facebook page, which is for coaching members only. First, from Teresa Mesmer, who writes, Woohoo! So most of you here on the Facebook page, she means, have seen me post about door knocking. Well, it does work. I have 12 potential leads on my list that I am working to follow up on. While I work to get these sellers and buyers moving towards the next step, I'm also using other means to find property. My husband found an abandoned home. I found the absentee owner in another state. I called him. He called back. He wants a CMA and to list with me. He is willing to work with me to find new build land as well. Yay. But wait, that's not all. I've been following our local sheriff's sales and found two clients that I can help there as well. Is it a wonder that I love this line of work? Yes, this coaching thing works, she writes. So thanks for sharing that, Teresa Mesmer. And then we have another story from the front lines, Laura Barbara, who writes, I discovered Tim and Julie Harris podcast in March. During spring break, I read Harris Rules and discovered my magic number of listings I need at all times. For me, that's four. At the end of April, I joined coaching. On May 3rd, I started my 90-day massive action plan. So podcast listeners, these are all things that are in premier coaching. Today, I signed a listing agreement with an expired listing for 859000 I have a listing appointment this Saturday morning, which is another expired, uh, which is all before my Saturday open house from a referral because I asked. 
doing what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it is actually fun and exciting. Thank you so much, Tim and Julie, for changing my life. Wow, what a great post. Thank you, Laura, Barbara, for sharing that with the group. We appreciate you. And keep up the good work. Back to you, Tim. All right, so I was just sending you a message, Julie, on your PC call today. Make sure you remind them to grab those seats for the Harris VIP Mastermind. And I'd really love to have existing students come. It's great to – actually, it's wonderful to meet all of you in person. So many of you we've only known through webinars and through emails and through just, you know, social stuff. So many of you who've been part of our lives, we've been part of your lives for like 10 years 20 years in some cases. I have coaching clients that I've coached for 15 or 17 years that I've literally never met face-to-face. How about that for weird? But it's true. So look, if you've not yet registered for the Harris VIP Mastermind, please do consider, seriously consider coming. We're going to be doing a series of these throughout 2019, 2020, uh, but they're going to be spread out all over the country. The, one that, the reason this is special is because this is going to be taking place in our fair city of Georgetown, Texas. So please do consider coming harrisvipmastermind.com. And thank you to all of our sponsors for the event that have made um, us make it so that we can actually add more seats and make this event even, I think, more incredible because, frankly, everyone that attends is going to be getting more spoiled than they otherwise would have with information, with just all kinds of fun stuff. We were talking about gift bags yesterday, talking about all kinds of cool stuff we plan on doing for you guys as surprises. So any of that Harris VIP Mastermind, do show, uh, go to the site and grab your seat. Um, do I have anything else to announce? I do not. So, Julie, you want to jump right in? Yes, we're talking about... Oh, you know what, about... Julie? Hey, Julie. Go ahead. I do have one other thing to talk about. And I actually got this email right before um, our show today. So, sorry about um, stopping okay. you there. All right. So, I want to tell you guys an interesting story. And I heard this from... Um, I got this email from a someone who's not a coaching client, someone who's a podcast listener. And Julie and I uh, read all of our emails. We respond to all of our emails. So if you ever want to email us directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And this is someone who just discovered us based on his email. I won't read the email. It was very long. But here's the gist of it. This guy has been buying – I don't think I told you about this, Julie. This guy has been buying Zillow leads, fire leads, and spending – ready for this, listeners? $8,000 a month. He's been spending $8,000 a month. Well, but I know people spending more. But here's what he did yeah. to his credit. He actually did some math after listening to our podcast on how the insanity of buying buyer leads. And he actually did some math. And he figured out so far this year that, in essence, he has only earned, right, wait for it, wait for it, $8,000 a month. So far this year, he's earned the exact amount of money that he needed to earn to pay for the leads he was buying. I want you guys to think about that for a second. Now, here's what was interesting. He wanted to defend it, and that, that he was basically asking for my help to try to understand why you know things weren't going better. And I tried to explain to him that the buying buyer leads thing is oversaturated. There's so many people buying buyer leads that the buyer leads you're buying are being sold to ten other agents just through not even through Zillow but other websites as well. And just the whole buying buyer leads thing is kind of you know guys that's very let's call it five years ago. The reality of it is is it did work when it first, when they first started Zillow in particular. Zillow executed brilliantly back in 2007, 2008. Okay, now, 10, 11 years later, 12 years later, not so much because they have a lot of competition. Probably one of the reasons why they're trying to become one of these uh, iBuyer type companies is then refers to them, you know, the companies that are buying houses. So anyway, long story short, he was going through the analysis, uh, you know, really analysis paralysis uh, process of trying to rationalize why he should keep on buying Zillow leads 
But in his own email, he had already figured out why the insanity of it all. So for that $8,000, he'd actually drilled down and figured out how much time he actually had in each one of those sales. But not just that, he was smart enough to figure out how much time he had spent trying to basically procure all, and basically manage and service all the other leads and the phone calls and the CRMs and all the expense that were associated with just managing all the marginal leads that he was getting in from Zillow. But here was the fascinating part of this. He actually believed, and if you believe this too, I really want you to check yourself. He believed that long-term lead follow-up, in other words, throwing a bunch of people in a database and dripping real estate information on them, was somehow going to magically turn into real estate transactions for him in the future. So he knew that he was losing money on this $8,000 a month investment. He literally was running a nonprofit business. That's sad in my mind. But in addition to that, he had actually, he was deluding himself, fooling himself, or maybe believing something that somebody else was telling him, that somehow those leads that he was dropping into this long-term lead follow-up system would be essentially money in the bank sometime in the future. Well, here's the truth about those types of leads. Incredibly rarely do they buy a lead, uh, uh, buy a house from you. They are not worth following up on ever. There it is. So long-term lead follow-up where you guys build these drip campaigns and you're dropping, you know, little real estate information. The reason it doesn't work like it did, again, it worked great a long time ago, now not so much, is because that same buyer is getting real estate information, listing information, sprinkled on them or dripped on them from how many other agents do you think are, have them in the same campaign, let alone different campaigns? It is an exercise in futility and a fast road to failure believing that buying buyer leads and then putting them in some long-term drip campaign is going to be the road to fortunes. I know there's somebody out there right now, because there's 173,000 of you that are regular listeners now, I know somebody out there is going to basically stand up in their head and say, hold on, I had someone that was in my long-term drip campaign and they actually emailed me back. I get it. It sometimes happens. But it happens in less than 3% of the time. Three. So every time you put a lead in your long-term lead follow-up program, how long will they take on average to actually buy from you, buy from anybody? It's months, sometimes years, sometimes never. And what makes you think you're going to be the one they buy from? So guys, Here's the bottom line, and we've been teaching you this, and this is really common sense approach to these types of, you know, essentially these types of gimmicks. First of all, drip campaigns for buyers, long-term lead follow-up for buyers no longer works. It did a long time ago, but even then it worked at a very low level. Back when IDEX came out, those of you who have been in the business since the 90s will remember those days. We did it. I can tell you from personal experience, but not only that, set aside our own personal experience, from literally the tens of thousands of coaching uh, calls and relationships we've had over the past couple decades, I can assure you that that stuff and believing in that stuff is an exercise in futility. I know why you want to do it because it's a false sense of security. You have three or 400 people on your list and you somehow believe that they'll magically you know, turn into deals. It gives you that little burst of that false sense of security, that little hope feeling with no action. Everything we ask you to do is proactive. Everything we ask you to do is going to put you in the direct way of a seller who wants to list a house today. Maybe tomorrow, but you get the idea. Not some future buyer. Not even some future listing, really. We want you focusing on today business because there are thousands and thousands of today opportunities. Hey, guess what, guys? Today is June 1st. Yesterday was May 31st. Did you call expireds? Did you even look in the MLS to see how many expireds there were? 
Those are sellers who have their hands in their air right now saying, I need to sell my house. Withdrawn, temporarily off the markets. Go to your MLS. Brokers, office managers, you owe it to your agents to do this. And if they don't know how to prospect, because frankly, you never learned how to prospect, that's what we're all about. We'll show them how to prospect. And those prospecting calls to those expired sellers who you already know want to sell their houses are free. Oh, hold on, Jim. My time has value. Mm, not really. Not really. I mean, if you go and look, let's talk about this guy who's spending $8,000 a month uh, for Zillow. I'm not talking about time in general in some philosophical, spiritual way. I'm talking about if you actually looked at the amount of time that you're spending now doing what you're doing versus what we're asking you to do, you're going to make thousands of dollars per hour versus what you're doing now where you make like, you know, you might as well work at not even Starbucks. You might as well work at, I don't even know where, some place where you're going to make about 15 bucks an hour. Because if you calculate, and this is what I told this guy that emailed me and got it, by the way, is if you calculate all the time you put into doing the initial contact, the lead follow-up, all the Mickey Mouse that went with, you know, managing all those leads, and then you calculate how many false starts you had with all those different buyers to finally get one closed transaction. He wasn't making any money. He was running a nonprofit. But even worse than that, he was actually losing money because he was spending literally countless hours. He didn't even have a best guess how much time he'd spent trying to essentially reel in all the leads that he'd been getting, which really wasn't that many, by the way, anyway. But he then figured out that, in essence, it was about $15 to $17 an hour. That's what he was earning for that one or two or so far he had six close transactions this year. You guys ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about looking at yourself as business people, as entrepreneurs, and valuing your time as it should be valued? You undervalue yourself when you basically buy buyer leads. Stop buying buyer leads. It is I promise you guys, in a very short time, as soon as the economy slows down, as soon as the market changes, as soon as interest rates rise, all these buying buyer lead companies are going to go poof, and the world is going to return to some resemblance of sanity world that we're concerned with, which is the real estate industry, and all these buying buyer lead companies are going to go away. Buyer leads are the easiest thing ever to generate. There's never been and never will be a challenge generating a buyer lead. Take one listing, put an 800-home hotline rider on the top, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM, or really any simple lead capture type um, direct response marketing around your listings, and you have more buyer leads you know what to, that you can check a stick at. Buyers are easy to get. Stop fooling yourself. Focus all your best energies on becoming a listing agent. So for those of you who think we're getting solicited heavily by Zillow in particular to buy buyer leads from them, I want you to know there's an alternative, and the alternative is when you actually listen to what we have to say, is going to save you countless hours and literally tens of thousands of dollars. This guy's going to spend $100,000 uh, this year and earn, maybe if he's lucky, $100,000 from the business he gets from Zillow. And, and does that make sense? That's the business you guys want to run? He literally made no profit. Matter of fact, he lost money if he put any value whatsoever on his time. So I want you to really, really drill down if you want to, you, look, I know some of you are, especially those who've only been in the business for 10 years, which is probably most of you listening, brokers and office managers, I realize you guys have only been in the industry during the era of buying buyer leads. I realize you don't know that there's a smarter, more common sense way to do the business. I don't even think it's necessarily your fault because Julie and I are the only ones out there that are saying what we're saying. Everybody else is in alignment with teams and buying buyer leads and branding and all this other Mickey Mouse. Why? Because they're beholden to the companies. The comp when you walk into somebody's event and you see the event sponsored by Zillow, do you really think 
they're going to say any, anything like what we do about buying buyer leads? Do you? That makes sense, does it? When you, that's the reason we're incredibly selective who we have sponsor our event. It, that, ultimately, guys, that's the problem. When you see these, I'll call them tech companies, when you see these tech companies in the pockets of people that are real estate influencers, the coaches and the gurus and the speakers and the, you know, whatever you want to call them, you know, some of the articles on Inman. Guys, they are, look, I love Brad and I love Inman, but here's a fact. His events are sponsored by the tech companies. When you go to an Inman event, you're wall-to-wall, -wall, new startup tech company, and he is making millions of dollars selling boots to them. Do you really think you're going to get a, a really, I mean, impartial opinion about what value those guys actually bring to your business? You're not. Of course you're not. And if where you go, you are surrounded by confirmation bias. You know, your friends don't know any better because they've only been in the business less than 10 years. Your office and your broker probably won't know any better for the same reason. We're it. We're telling you the truth. Guys, this business is and always will be a business about helping people. And if that's it, that's the heart of it. And all these other companies, all they're trying to do is get in between you and the people you're supposed to be helping. You need to just essentially get really pissed off at the idea that somebody is trying to basically make it so that you have to buy the business you should have learned by now to go out and get yourself. It's not difficult, guys. I promise you, this is not a hard thing to learn. If you want to learn more about our coaching programs, by the way, Good time to drop in a little commercial, I suppose. <laughs> Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. You'll receive a free coaching call and also learn about Premier Coaching. All right, tangent over, Julie. Yes. So, and for proof that what we teach works, just remember the stories from Facebook that you just heard of agents taking action using specific things that we talk about every day in our Premier Coaching calls, which are live with me. So, yeah, it's not just because we say so. There's the evidence right there of creating it yourself. So, fortunately, this is just a short bit of information, but it is useful for each and every one of you. We're talking about something simple but really important, the handshake. And we've got three quick points. We're talking about how to do it properly and, you know, impressively and so as not to be freaked out, okay, in a nutshell. Point number one, a handshake at the door is expected. Think about your listing presentation or meeting buyers. It might be at their door. It might be at your office door. It's the universal business greeting. It's a moment of truth, as Howard Brinton used to say. Are you a bone crusher or a wet fish handshaker? You've experienced both, and both are uncomfortable. Both are wrong. That's straight out of Etiquette International as well as your own experience. So don't be either of those. Point number two. Here's how it actually goes. A good handshake goes like this. Keep your fingers together with your thumb up and open. Slide your hand into the other person's so that each person's web of skin touches and squeeze firmly. Your handshake should be firm but not bone crushing. Last about three seconds. Include good eye contact with the other person and should be released after the shake even if the introduction conversation continues. It should feel close and assertive. Here's a little secret to this. When someone shakes their hand facing down, with their hand facing down, it means they want to control you. If they shake with their hand facing up, it means they're more submissive. But we don't want to get overly detailed. We just want you to have a standard professional handshake. Now, if you want to go the extra mile to convey confidence, try anchoring the handshake. This is done by 
using your other hand to touch the person softly on their forearm between their wrist and their elbow. Done correctly, this move leaves an impression that you're fully committed to speaking with them. Again, good eye contact, but don't go any higher than the elbow because that makes them feel like you're invading their personal space and becomes creepy. Okay? Now, here's something that, that I used to be curious about when we were first starting out in business. Point number three, when is it appropriate to shake hands? Here's the short list. Meeting somebody for the first time. Meeting someone you haven't seen in a while. Greeting your host or hostess. Greeting guests. Saying goodbye to people at a gathering. And when someone else extends their hand. So that's a simple kind of tutorial on doing the handshake correctly. So that's really not a lot to discuss other than don't get too you know, crazy about analyzing handshakes. You just don't want to overdo it, and you also don't want to come up uh, uh, overly passive. Anything you want to add to that, Tim? Um, well, I mean, I know a lot of women in general have a challenge with the handshake, and that's where you're coming from, too, because you don't want to be seen as, you know, there's a lot of political Mickey Mouse that's associated with a woman that's trying to be strong nowadays, which is really uncalled for. So how do you personally manage that? When we do events and whatnot, you run into men, how do you make it so that you don't come off as some, you know, you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a nice, yeah. classy, finesse way to do it. Well, there's, and, and we've all had the, the, and it's almost always with women, you're right, this sort of uh, wimpy handshake, which seems overly demure. Maybe the person's thinking they're going to be more ladylike and not overly assertive. But I think that point number one where it's just, you know, a three or so second firm handshake with a greeting, with good eye contact, and you're done with it. You know, firm but not overpowering and also not overly weak. So this is something, actually, I think brokers, office managers, team leaders, this would be a great little five-minute segment on a team meeting to actually practice shaking hands properly with somebody and to, to get other people's feedback. I hate it when men do the bone crusher. That, I think that's obnoxious I, just from a female perspective. I don't like that. <laughs> so I don't know if somebody's teaching that out there, but it's not right. And I even checked that out with, uh, you know, the etiquette gurus, and it's definitely not okay. So there you are. Well, so the other thing goes, what about people that are huggers? What's the proper etiquette for people that are just, you know, we don't see a lot of that in Texas, but the other places we've traveled, hugging has become more the man hug or the half hug. What's the sort of proper etiquette on doing that in business environments? Yeah, I think it's if somebody extends to you that that's appropriate and you want to watch that you don't, especially introverts are bad with this and drivers, make sure you don't subconsciously step back if somebody's being that friendly towards you. Um, you know, I think this will also make it in our book. I'll have some more detail on that. But uh, that's my initial coaching on that. Yeah, so and that is a good point, though. Don't step back if somebody wants to give you a hug. But I know it's, in Southern, Cal in Southern <laughs> California, it's normal to give. In Southern California, it's normal to give like men these half man hugs. But I'll tell you guys the general rule. The general rule is, it, you know, again, we're in this, you know, PC world. Stick with handshakes. <laughs> you know, stick with handshakes for men. Stick with handshakes for women. Um, you know, and just be. If you guys have to choose which way to be, less formal formal or more formal, dress a little bit casual or dress a little bit more formal, always go with a dressing a little bit more formal. Julie, do you mind telling the story about um, this? I, you know, every time you tell this, it seems like it's such a simple thing. 
but we always get great feedback. Agents love to hear about your story about when you were playing in the orchestra in Columbus and obviously running a real estate business. Tell them about how you would uh, intentionally dress, act um, a little bit, you know, maybe nicer than you had to in terms of the attire when going to your orchestra practices because you because you didn't want to be the you know salesperson there trying to solicit business. But tell them about how that worked to have them actually ask you. Yes, so the general rule of thumb is to always, always dress one notch nicer than who you're around. Even if you're in a casual beach town, you got to step it up a notch. It's called business attire for a reason. And even if it's, if it's like a Friday business casual day, the word business is still part of that. So I would on purpose, when I was out and about, and particularly in orchestra rehearsals, and you know, when I'm amongst my center of influence, essentially, I would always go out of my way, not to go over the top dressy, but to be at least one notch nicer. So wearing nice shoes, having nice purse, um, you know, having my nails done, making sure my hair was right, and having you know, correct attire. Why? Because people would notice that after two or three different um, sessions, whether that was rehearsals or auditions or what have you, and they, they would notice that it was a little bit nicer than everyone else. Now, some of them were coming home from work and throwing on jeans, I'm sure, but they would ask me, you always look so nice. What is it that you do? Which totally opens the door to talk about real estate. And I think if our listeners, when our listeners do the same thing, you'll be amazed at how many times people come up to you and they notice that and they say, gosh, you know, you always look nice. What is it that you do for a living? And you've got to have a really great elevator speech answer that you work in real estate. You're always helping buyers and sellers with their real estate goals and dreams. And, you know, you're so blessed to be able to help so many people. That's what I do. What is it you do? You know, it opens up the Ford conversation and it makes it work much more smoothly. This is why we also encourage you to wear your name tags to, you know, when you're at Starbucks, you can get a little sign that says on the back of your laptop, ask me about real estate. Don't be a secret agent. And how you dress, how you carry yourself, how you behave absolutely matters. I know some of you guys get a little wound up about that, that, you know, everybody's judging you and you shouldn't have to worry about it. But this is business, and that's the game that you have to play, so you might as well win. And I'm going to toss it back to you, Tim, because I am getting late for premiere. No problems, no problems. So everyone, uh, we have found no doubt that when you attend the premiere, be, uh, the premiere call live, the premiere coaching call live, opposed to listening to it in replay, not only do you get to interact with Julie live during the, uh, the coaching session, but you also have a tendency to take more action quicker. So those of you who are premier coaching members, I know most of you listen in replay. I would strongly encourage you to attend the daily coaching sessions live. Um, and then, you know, obviously go to Harris Learning and log in and all the information is there. In the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. And please, if you're a little bit behind in your business this year, do use today and frankly this weekend as your opportunity to catch back up Go after those expired listings. There are, I don't care what town you're in, use an expansive search in the MLS if you need to convince yourself to search the entire MLS, not just your old five-mile radius, and you'll find a stunning number of expired withdrawals temporarily off the markets, all these types of things. And then I want you to start in your head. You don't have to do it exact. Don't get a spreadsheet out and spend too much time on this. But I want you to add up how many, how many potential uh, commission checks that is for you. What do you think the average sale price is easy enough to do of all those expires is? What do you think, you know, the average, start doing the math. That will encourage some of you, motivate some of you to want to move forward and actually learn how 
to be prospecting professional salespeople. And that's what we're all about. If anything we can do for you, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHurst.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHurst.com. Give us a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show. Remember, anytime you can uh, want to binge on our podcast, as I know a lot of you do, just go to iTunes. You can go to Stitcher if you're on an Android device, or you can just go over to TimAndJulieHurst.com and listen right off of our website. There's a podcast button at the top. The nice thing about going to our website is you get um, a lot of the notes that we use when we're doing the show. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show anytime in replay on Monday live. Thanks. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.